Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. We're coming to you live right from the Wind Casino out of the Blue Wire Studios, and we're here to talk the big fight May 20 of Devin Haney taking on Vasil Lomachenko, former promoter of Devin Haney, making his prediction, and he's saying that Devin will beat Loma handily. So, uh, yeah, man. What's going on, Ringwalk? Danny, how are you? I know you're locked in for this one. Champ, you know it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I think it's a fight that's uh, long overdue and, uh, you know, pretty easy fight for me to pick. Um, you know, the, the younger, fresher champion. You know, the he ain't a lightweight. He's a heavyweight. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be hard for me to not roll with... Uh, Mr. Devin Haney on this one. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, definitely uh, excited for it. But, you know, I think that Loma probably might have uh, let Devin grow into the division a bit too much, you know, versus fighting him back when uh, Devin was the mandatory. So. Either way, he knew what was coming. That's why he didn't yeah. fight him back then. Back then, it was, it was he was too young, and they wanted to say the inexperience was, um, I guess, a disadvantage for Devin. But it was really he was too young, and that youthfulness would put Loma at a disadvantage. Uh, now he's got to deal with youthfulness, size, experience. And experience. Oh yeah, it's over now. You know, um, I mean, and, and look, we're the biased voice. I mean, it, it, I'm sure this doesn't come as a surprise to anyone listening that we're picking Devin. Um, but, you know, Loma still has an opportunity to prove us wrong, show us that he still has something left in the tank. I just think much like this morning, you know, uh, talking about Serrano, I just think that, you know, He's also in that boat. Obviously, he's not getting touched as much as Serrano, but he's older, taking on a person 10 years younger. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy. Not an easy task. Is it an entire 10 years? Yeah, I mean, Devin's 24, just turned. Yeah, how old is uh, Vasil? 34 going on 35, without a doubt. Okay. Without a doubt. But I will double check just in case, you know, somehow someone turned back the hands of time on him the way they did his record on ESPN. But it looks like he's 34 years old. And his birthday, he was born, why does it say no month? Strange. It, it says that. Oh, okay. Oh, February. Oh, wow. So he's about to be even older. About to be 35. Yes, sir. Devin, yeah. He's still going to be 24. Yes, sir. Until the end of the year. So, yeah, I mean, again, being as though you believe this, I guess, you know, hearing it from Eddie doesn't even matter to you, right? No, I mean, Edward is just telling me what I've known for some years. Mm. You know, uh, I did see he saw the face-off that happened in this very room between Johnny Fisher and... Mr. Lovejoy, hopefully we could one day get you in this room, Eddie. Yeah, man, that's exactly what we would love is to have big uh, Eddie Hearn up in here. 
I, I seen your, your press conference, Eddie. Uh, I, I seen you giving Johnny Fisher credit for self-promoting. You give no credit for the beautiful Las Vegas studio he had that self-promotion done at. It's, it's okay. One day, God will touch your heart, and you will realize that the boxing voice is your friend. Uh, but that being said, I did want to go with this topic because Eddie is intelligent. By staying and remaining in the good favor of Devin, the possibility of a re-signing is there. Uh, do you think if Devin... Well, the thing is, Devin just got to win. He doesn't necessarily have to vacate. And how does that work for a promoter, right? Like, Devin wins. Mm -hmm. He's still technically undisputed, but we all assume he wants to go to 40. So if you're Eddie, just because you signed Devin as an undisputed champion, the, the, the politics kick in. He, he has to defend mandatories and or vacate. Those belts don't stay on your side because you, you signed them. They go back to the sanctioning bodies and the highest ranked fighters are the ones to, uh, you know, get an opportunity. So... How much leverage does Devin have? Because it's like you're not going to defend them again. So the network you're going to doesn't look at you as undisputed? Or do they? I just think they look at uh, what the future entails for you, right? They, they see your potential. Um, probably where they cap you, right? I'm sure. I'm sure that's how they look at it. Like, okay what's this person's cap? How much can we make from them? And, you know, how much can we profit? Um, for me, I think that you look at him probably not as an undisputed because he's more than likely going to move up. But that's, an, that's, again, a conversation you have with him, right? What if he just, like... How valuable is he to Eddie with no belts going to 140? I mean, uh, he'd be able to use his WBC and WBA status um, if he chose to against said champions at the 140-pound division. Obviously, that's a conversation that he has with whoever he's with at the time. And then you see... Well, if you're going to go fights, WBO, you stay in top rank. You see what fights... Well, I thought it was the BA that does it. The, no. WBO and WBC. Oh, the BO and the BCO, So, right. obviously, there's heavy rumors. Tiafimo's team, again, now saying that they're fighting Josh Teller in June. And I got to believe Punch, you know, that's his mans. So, that's off the table. I think Regis, Probellum, DeZone, big money for Devin Regis. Big money. You activate your WBC. Tell them you want that shot at Regis. Regis don't got a network. They gotta play ball. Get that 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 Saudi money from Probellum. See if they could get a, a, a out of country site. If not, will you think in Oakland, Louisiana, at New Orleans? What Dallas? Where, where's a Devin Haney, Regis Pro Grade title fight land in your eyes? Regis Prograde, Devin Haney. I mean, I feel like I feel like you could get some Middle Eastern money from that, 
we've seen uh according to the chat, not to cut you off, but they're saying Bill already said Devin stays at 135 till 2023, which is a great idea because that's how you negotiate. Because then you go to a Eddie and say, nah, I'm defending my titles. Now I'm bringing my titles to your network. Now you're worth more. It's just that I, I didn't know what they were going to do, but that makes so much more sense. Uh, but go ahead and finish your thought, and then let's bring in uh, someone that's going to help us out tremendously with all this guessing. Obviously, he doesn't have any knowledge on what we're talking, but he'll let us know the mind of a manager in this sport and how to navigate a fighter, and that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, no, let's go to him. All right, well, let's cut to the Kenichi Bear promo. Uh, to my producers in the bubble and to you guys live watching live, don't forget to head on over to KenichiBear.com. Get yourself a set of Hibernation 5s. You hear all our callers calling, using them, and uh, obviously, you know, the best audio quality.
All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And we're joined alongside Adrian Clark. And I'm actually excited, man, because uh, obviously from reading the book and having you on the show, uh, that Earl Spence Miguel Cotto story always sticks out. And knowing the book, there's always little stories. So I guess my first question is, what pulled you back in? You said you were done with management. Now you just talk straight into it. Oh, it's not on. Turn them on, guys. Not yet. Mic check for him. There, there we go. go. You can bring it closer to you if you want the arm. And I was serious um, that I was never going to manage fighters again. But um, when I met with David Basher down in Georgia, and he told me that he read Protect Yourself at All Times and painted his vision to me that the company was being built based off of the book. Uh, it was hard to say, ah, oh, no, nah, I'm still not interested, man. So it was, um, it was a good opportunity. And then I was able to hire one of my best friends in the industry and someone who's really strong as a boxing manager, Jolene Mazzone. So uh, I'm still keeping my word. That was something I told David uh, when I first sat down with him. Like, yo, I'm not managing fighters again. I'll build this company up. Um, from the ground, but me managing again. Uh, so I'm in it, but I'm not all the way in it. But I mean, as a CEO, you got to supersede them deals. No, that's the thing. That's why you hire someone as strong as as Jolene, because like she knows the business from the promotional side of things. So she knows how it's supposed to look as far as the contracts and things of that nature. So I, I, I feel comfort. I have comfort in not having to look over Jolene's shoulder or micromanage her in regards to dealing with the fighters because uh, her title has changed as far as management goes, but uh, she knows this business. So um, it's been fun. It's, it hasn't been a year yet and we've made some, some amazing strides, man. So I'm, I'm enjoying myself. One of those are Brian Norman Jr. and Sr. And, and, <laughs> and the thing is that uh, based off our interview, it sounds like they got with Fighter First because of Adrian Clark. Man, so it's crazy. Um, Bob Aram Farmeretti told me about the kid maybe a year before I even met him. Like, I had no business in Georgia. So I'm like, I'm a Texas guy. I'm not going to go out my lane and try to reach out to this Georgia kid, and I'm not even managing anymore. But I knew who he was. But you know, once I agreed to take over Fighters First as CEO, I started thinking, okay, we're based out of Atlanta. Who's around? And Brian Norman Jr., that was the, the, the talk of the town. And I just remember what what Carl had said, and I'm like, you know what, let me, um, and it was nerve-wracking, man. I've, I've sat in front of many parents before, but this was different going into Brian Norman Sr.'s place of business just out the blue, and then I stood him up low-key. Um, I told him that I was going to come out and holler at him, and I got sick, mm. and I didn't tell him that, like, yo, I can't make it because I'm sick. So uh, it was strike one against me, really, but uh, once we sat down, man, and we, we really hit it off, and uh, yeah, that was a priority of mine to make sure that by any means necessary that Brian Norman Jr. was a part of Fighters First, and we made sure that happened. Now, can you explain that for our listeners? Why would a promoter put a manager on when they could just go straight at the kid? They could have went straight at the kid, but, you know, uh, Top Rank has been good to me, man. Like, Brad Goodman and Bruce Trampler are two very good friends of mine, especially Brad, man. Um, Brad and I have had some years in, and Brad was the one that introduced me to, to Bob and Carl. So 
um, Bob was actually the one that gave Jay Prince my number so they could make a run at, at Errol Spence. But um, the relationship has always been there, so I appreciate them for tipping me off uh, on that. But, uh, yeah, they could have went straight at him, but I think uh, the respect that we all have for each other just makes things make sense. So, yeah. So what was your thoughts over his first performance? He, I felt like he almost had that Mike Jones, Soto Karras moment where he seen the knockout, he jumped on his guy and almost emptied his tank in that one round. He was definitely able to uh, get his second win, score a knockdown, and get the win. What, how'd you grade his performance? Uh, I really gave him a B minus, but you know he, he was adamant to me and to Jolene that he was going to stop this kid in the first round. He just mm. kept saying, like, he's not making it out of the first round. So, like, that was premeditated. He came out, like, hard, and he was trying to prove to not only us and everyone else that he's a finisher. And I'm like, he learned a, a good lesson for a 22-year-old fighter. Although he has 23 fights, 24 fights, he's still a young guy. So he learned a valuable lesson uh, that night against a, a pretty strong fighter. But yeah, I gave him a, a B-minus just based off of you came out hard, you didn't finish it, and then those middle rounds were, you know, they were really close based off of he had, he had gassed out. But I think he showed a lot by dropping the kid in the last round and then finishing strong for such a young guy, man. So uh, I think his upside, Errol Spence actually texted me during the fight. And he was like, yo, he reminds me of a young James Kirkland. He was like, yo, he, his muscular build and he makes you fight him. Like, there's no getting away from him. And I'm like, you know. People think James Kirkland, they think of, like, his, you know, after he kind of, like, was on the decline. But I'm like, yo, that's solid. But I think Brian is going to be great in the sport. And I think he's going to be great with top rank. So I'm uh, I'm excited for him. But he'll get better in that performance. What's your thoughts as, again, the management and hearing him say he would like to get the 140? Obviously, him and his father are conflicted. The father said he ain't going to 140, but uh, Brian seems to think he could get down to 140. Uh, that's a... That's a that's a group conversation, and uh, you know it's it's two strong personalities. And one thing I told, because um, you know you have to go through the father, like you know I have to go through Brian Norman Senior, like for this. And we actually just spoke the other day, and you know, I thanked him for, because I understand I'm a father now, and you know my son is four, so I can only imagine if my son was the, the you know one of the top prospects in the nation for baseball. It'll be difficult for someone else to come in and like, oh, we're going to direct your son from here. So I, I thanked him for opening up um, and being comfortable with having me around and kind of giving direction on things and having Jolene come in and kind of give direction on things. But that's a group conversation as far as like 140 goes. Um, Brian is a junior is a very smart individual. He, he's wise beyond his years, but. I don't know right now if 140 is the look for him, but that's the conversation between, you know, he's, father and I. He's, and he's back May 14th, right? Yes. Who's, whose card is that? Um, honestly, right now, I don't know. We just know that he's back May 14th. Um, once we get more information, I'll definitely let, let Ness know. But right that's now, good. Know. Six days away from Devin. So that's a Friday? Nah. That's... Uh... My, my math is good. My math is not good. I never know what day it is. I don't know what day it is right now, so I can't. Because Devin, it would be May twenty, if you said right. What you said, May fourteenth. Which fourteenth is the date? Fourteenth. If is I'm not mistaken. Of what? Or that's a Sunday. Yeah. So maybe it's the thirteenth. Maybe it's the thirteenth. Okay. okay. But I know for sure it's it's. I thought it was the fourteenth, but it's one of those dates. Uh. So, uh, me and Danny was just talking about like. Who would be your Tim Van Newhouse? Like, who's your 
talent seeker mm. who's in the gyms finding the next signee? Because I seen you sign someone. I don't want to say anything until I get the answer to this question, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, who's your eyes and ears on the ground? Well, you know, I've managed for nine years, man. So for me, you know, you meet so many people. And um, even though he's not currently with the company, he's not with Golden Boy anymore, but, like, my conversations with Ernie Gabion, my conversations with Rob Diaz, like, you know, you have people in the industry that um, may not be working for a big company or whatever, but it's like, hey, you should check out this guy. He was really good. Uh, the conversations are always there, man. So right now, there's not one individual. Uh, there's some information or news coming out in the next couple months of who that individual will be. But for right now, it's not just one person. Uh, I make sure I listen to everyone that uh, hits up this phone of mine. And then I'm no stranger to going to a boxing gym or following a lead and going to see it myself. I'm not a, um, I'm a ground up guy, bro. Like I really, I got it. Like they say from the mud, I'm a guy that came up um, the lowest level possible. So it's not beneath me to go to a gym or fly somewhere to see someone and see what the fuss is really all about. But that one person will be, be named in a couple months. Um, sorry to put you under the gun because <laughs> I feel like it's Roberto Diaz. He did get let go from Golden Boy. I was hoping he landed maybe with Black Prom, but is he going management? That's a question for Rob, man. You know, it's not really a question for. When's for the last time you spoke to him? We spoke recently, man. Rob is my Rob is my guy. Rob is someone that's actually like my friend. It's not like uh, we're to business like no he's actually a friend of mine and honestly with the wealth of knowledge that rob has and the connections that he has he can go either way he can go um still be a matchmaker he can go run someone's company and do a startup he can get on the management side like rob is a, a very versatile guy what would you have him do for you well, we have that's a, hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically. I, I mean, like, because you know he's like been that. matchmaking for a while. What if he's like, nah, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to matchmake. I don't want to go with Rob Black Diaz, Prime. Rob Diaz will make the perfect consultant. He will make the perfect consultant for a company just based off of his knowledge um, of like matching fights, but then also his relationships. That's what always makes a great consultant. Um, I'm biased, of course, but that's what made me a great consultant. I had the relationships. And um, I had the, the connection. So Rob will make a great consultant. So you know, if Rob were to work with Fighters First, he will make for a great consultant. Or he will make for a great manager. You know, who knows? Is that an avenue that Fighters First is missing? Because I see Jolene Mazzone sounds Italian. Obviously, Adrian Clark sounds African-American. Uh, is the company seeking a Latino nah, that side? that ain't true. I thought you was white at first. Yeah, right, exactly. I, I swear to God, I thought you was a white guy. Is the, uh, no, I'm serious. I thought Adrian Clark. Oh, you're, you're serious. I'm dead ass. He wasn't laughing. That's no, why I turned no, my head no, like, no, wait. No, no, no. No, I'm not laughing. I'm for real, because you got your boy, Adrian, and he's white. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? In Wisconsin. Well, he's mulatto. He's half black, half white. Well, look, uh, I, I ain't know Wait, that. Did you, did you base it off of the name or the did name. you hear me no, speak? No, okay. never All heard right. you speak. No, uh, no. I definitely, no, this was before I ever seen a picture. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I heard uh, Nesta would always, uh, from day one, would always say your name. And uh, Adrian Clark, that sounds, uh, sounds white to me, shit. <laughs> What's no. the other Adrian that was a boxing man? Like Peterson or something? From Jersey, I think he dealt with Kendall Holt or something. Adrian somebody. Peterson's a running back. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Oh, is there Adrian yeah. Peterson? Didn't he get into management? Like, no, he started no, no, fighting. No, you think Brandon, Brandon Jacobs got into management. Brandon Jacobs. Oh, no, no. An eight, 
Yo, Google Adrian Peterson. That's going to be crazy if yeah, both of y'all didn't know that. Me. I know for a fact Brandon Jacobs. Didn't he play for like the Jets or Giants? You're thinking of Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs. Well, was... Adrian Peterson played for the Jets too. Boom, though. boom. That's about to See be if right. He managed though. He's, you said Kendall Holt. Adrian Peterson wasn't around. Maybe not Kendall, but definitely Kendall. somebody in Brandon, that Jersey, New York area. Brandon, ja Look up Brandon Jacobs and Kendall Holt, and I'm more than positive. That's it. So back to that. Would a Roberto Diaz, like, are, is Fighters First Management looking for a Latino representative to go out there and hit up those, you know, Latin-speaking gyms? Honestly, you know, you know me, Ness. You know me better than most, man. I'm a competitor, and, like, I agree to do this thing, man. Like, I'm, I'm looking to make Fighters First Management, like, the best management company in the sport of boxing. I come from the NBA world, where, like, CAA and Washington Group, I know how those companies are structured. So, um... But we're open to anyone that is going to help make Fighters First Management the number one management company in the sport of boxing, whether it's Latino or Asian. We're not discriminating. We're saying like now we're not looking for um, a particular anyone that's going to make this company better than what it is now. Uh, we're, we're definitely open. Oh, wow. Someone went to Brian Adams High School with you. Who was that? Last name Ferguson. Uh, you got a lot of fans, bro. Y'all got a lot of fans. So there's people in Texas that would be like, yo, man, like, you know Ness, or we're going to listen to the show. So uh, y'all get around, man. Appreciate around. it. Appreciate it. We was just out in Houston having some fun. Dallas, man. We, we, I live in Dallas. I, no, I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying we was out, out, out oh, in yeah, Houston you, you not came, too long. You came to the city, man. So you already yeah. you know what it is. That was back when he was allowed. <laughs> 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 I've, been I've been trying to get him to get me a sit down with Earl, man. I can't believe Earl's still tight, but we ain't going to waste time on that, man. We're going to leave that energy <laughs> in the past and hope that we can move forward. But um, right. I did want to ask, obviously, you, you said you wouldn't, you know, you're not discriminating to anyone, um, but you did say you want to be number one. Mm -hmm. How do you top the Keith Conleys and the Al Heymans and... Mm, is that about it? Who else? Yeah, is, oh, so yeah, no. yeah, yeah, like as far as like companies, the women's though. Yeah, as far as companies go, like give me your top three boxing management companies. Company? Does he Company. fall under that? Heyman Boxing LLC? Is that? I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. We if gonna you, throw it under that because we know if you want to throw it under. You because you know he. We know he advises, manages. I'll say, as I got more than three. I ain't gonna front. It's gonna take me some time to figure out all the names. Keith Conley for sure is killing it. He's got Adam Kavnaki, Berlanga. He just got Richardson. Uh, who else he got? Uh, Devonchenko. Look at all the opportunities he gave Derby and Chenko. And he's top ranked, the zone, and ES. Um, Matchroom. Ma um, PBC. That's what I like to see. I don't like to see right, someone a manager. You right. just, a, you know what I mean? Right. So then there's a guy named Brian something who has every single female out here. From Melissa Odessa to Ebony Bridges. I mean, all the hot girls. He got them somehow, except for the bigger women. The women in and around that division, look them up. Just look up uh, Bridges, and, and that's the name. Uh, he's killing it. Um, manager, who else that you can trust? It ain't going to get you right, man. I feel like no one has our structure because no one... No one What's has, your structure? No one has a Jolie Mazzone. What, what former like mainstream promoter, matchmaker especially... Can you name that went from promoting at a high level? Jolene promoted uh, Sergey Kovalev. 
from when Kovalev was absolutely nobody mm-hmm. to a megastar, the Brian Jennings, second part of Zab Judah's career. Jolene knows that world. Name me one promotional, co- excuse me, one management company that has a former promoter matchmaker that is managing the fighters. Only that's backwards. Ma- Cameron ma- Duncan was manager turned promoter. Okay. I-, I can't think of another one the she's, way you she, want it. She's the, she's the first one. So um, with that, and I think, you know... But I've, she's always been a mentor to you, so how... how, how? I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this, man. Like, the, the word mentor is strong, and it's much respect to, to Jolene. Oh, shit, so is it? Yeah, yeah much, respect to, man, much respect to Jolene, but, like, no one held my hand and walked me, like, through this. I met good people along the way. Jolene was the first person, like, I've met. Um, like, signed Jerry Belmontes to main events, but um, it wasn't like Jolene, like, held my hand from promoter to promoter to uh, fighter to fighter. Um, so there's always been good people um, in in my ear or along this journey, man. But I always said before, like no mentor, nobody walked me through um, managing boxing. It was just help along the way. So, uh, but Jolene is strong, and there's nobody out there that's like her. And again, if you can name me somebody that went from being a mainstream promoter to the management side of things, then that's the individual or that's the company that can compete with us. But we're we're not even a year in, we're not even a year in, and we're already making. Good headway. So I think by the time that three years or five years passes by, we'll be um, up there. If, if Al Heyman is the top management company to be with, or Keith Conley is the top management company to be with, we'll be in that top three if we're not already in the top five. What is the importance of a management company? Because you you hear interviews and you hear guys, uh, no one in particular, but say, oh, you don't need a manager or you don't need a manager, but you need an advisor. You need an advisor and not a manager or a promoter. So what what do you think the, the importance only, is? This is the only sport that, uh, only professional sport where someone would tell you, oh, you, know, you don't need representation. It's like, uh, it's like me telling the NBA players, like, oh, bro, you don't need representation. You don't, you can go in there yourself and negotiate your contract with the general manager. Look at, uh, I think, the trouble that Lamar Jackson was having negotiating his contract with the Ravens, which they're probably going to franchise him, but he's his own representative. And there's a certain culture in other sports. Bro, like, you need a representative. If every athlete were just representing, like, their own or, or negotiating their own contracts, a lot of guys would be shorted a lot of money, but then there'll be no culture, there'll be no avenue for uh, agents. Athletes are great at what they do either on the field or in the ring. Even the education that I provide athletes as far as protect yourself at all times and like kind of showing them from A to Z what they need to get prepared for. It still does not mean that you're a manager in the sport that you can go in with a Brad Goodman and know exactly what to negotiate. You need strong representation in the the field of boxing because again, we've seen for decades fighters being taken advantage of either contractually or financially. Why is that? Why is that? It's because they either have inadequate representation, people that get in it, but they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to manage fighters. They don't know what to look for. They don't know what to negotiate. So, no, you do need representation in the sport of boxing, but getting with the right individuals, getting with somebody that has no connections, that has no experience negotiating contracts, they getting in boxing, copy and pasting boxing contracts and saying, here, sign this, and then all of a sudden we don't see a kid for a year or two or he doesn't fight. and We're looking like, man, what happened with him? He signed with someone. They signed a fixed-term agreement that he cannot get out of, and he's. I get calls all the time, man. Can you help me with this? Let me see your paperwork. 
look at the paperwork. It's like, bro, you signed a eight year contract that you can't get out of, and I don't even know who this gentleman is that you signed with. So it's like, that's the the backwards part of it. But no, you need adequate representation in the sport of boxing. You need that. Would you consider yourself a hustler? At yeah. this point in your life, you 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 know you've yeah. you've been successful. You sold the company. You've yeah. written five books. You yeah. got a son now. Do you think you're still hungry? Oh yeah, no. If I wasn't, I wouldn't have taken this opportunity, bro. Like I honestly would have just been like, yo, I'm good with consulting. I'm good with just dealing with different companies and kind of being a contract killer, so to speak. I would have did that. I wouldn't have uh, taken this opportunity, but no. I, a contract killer. Yeah, that's what I look at myself as, low-key. Like, when I was consulting, I'm like, bro, like, whatever comes across my desk, like, what do you need me to do? Like, this is the price tag that's on it. I got to go get it. But, Speaking of, I I sent him my contract. Well, my, my what, what, what would you call that? It was like a short term or some shit, right? It wasn't a full contract, yeah, but yeah. he definitely advised me. So contract killer he is. <laughs> oh no, bro. I, like I um I know what I I know what I know. I don't claim to Brian Norman and I talked senior talked about this the other day. I know what I know. I don't claim to be a know it all, but what I do know, I'm confident on and I'm confident that I can get done. But um Well, I wanted to pump you up with that. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted you to feel that air under your wings. Cause it's like <laughs> if you a hustler, if you think you a contract killer, are you actively trying to make this fight for us. And you know the fight I'm talking about. Now you're a management company. You see that we're having issues because of management. Are you trying to fill that void for said individual that you know does not have representation? If you need me to fill in the blanks, I would. Please do. I, I like, you're I killing like, me. I like, yeah, I like, I like uh, oh, transparency, man. bro. Let me see if my co-host is in the same car yeah, with it. me. Yeah, Yo, it. he's saying you got the company. This is where you come in. Help bud make the fight with your boy, Earl, the truth. <laughs> My fucking co-host is official. He know exactly. Because listen, on, everybody see, I mean, we follow it closer than you, but like, I'm sure it stumbled across your desk that, you know, he was asking for transparency and I want to see this. And it all boils down that he don't got a manager. His manager's his trainer. I even had Lou DeBello on here and Lou's like, ain't nobody showing Bo Mac no cunt. So it's like, <laughs> are you listening to this? And do you think, yo, this is my opportunity to be Superman of boxing. Like, you can literally rip off the suit. The fucking S is there if you make this fight. Um, You're say, not with me. You're not with me on this. Uh, no, I, I, I hear you, man. But to, to be honest, um, it's a tricky one, to be real with you, because I, I am. And I'm not going to sit here in front like I'm not biased. Like, Errol Spence Jr. is a great friend of mine. I consider the man family. Um, so for me to run to a Bud Crawford or to go through a Bo Mac, like, hey, listen, you know what I'm saying? Like, come sign with Fighters First. We can make that fight happen. Um, can I curse? Yeah, absolutely. Curse as much as you want. Yeah, I'm not like the, the bullshit games people play in this business. Like, I'm not really with that. And I'm not going to sell homie no whoop tickets on, yo, you come sign with us. We can make the fight happen because Errol Spence is a great friend of mine. Like, I'm not with that bullshit. So, because uh, I can't guarantee that. Like, just because I'm tight with, with EJ, like, yeah, I signed Terrence. And it's like, hey, bro, don't worry about me signing Terrence. Like, let's make the fight happen. Like, Errol is very tight with a gentleman named Al Heyman, who has done a lot for him, whether it be in the ring or outside the ring. So to make a fight happen, 
he has representation. He has someone that he relies on, man. And uh, it wouldn't be me talking directly to Errol about making this fight happen. It'll be me talking to Sylvia Owens or uh, Al Heyman, the people that he trusts with his career. Representation, what we talked about before, it'll be uh, me talking to, to them. And at the end of the day, same situation. If, if there's no transparency or the numbers don't make sense or the fight won't happen, regardless of me being friends with Errol or not. If they yeah, I think you interpreted it wrong. I don't care that you're friends with her. I feel like everyone is saying Crawford needs representation. Uh, yeah, your your relationship with Earl would would probably help more than it wouldn't. Well, I know for a fact. But fa you I also know, have a relationship I know, with Al. I know, for, I know for a fact that Jolene reached out to Bonac. Mm. Where that conversation went or where it, did, where it didn't go, um, it led to, he's not, he's not on our roster. He's not someone that. How long ago was this? This had to be. Before the Avenues and fight or after? This was before. There you this, go. This was, def this was definitely before. I mean, so, $10 million this, is $10 million. I don't need nobody to give me $10 million, But look, I still ain't get the big fight. So maybe now full circle, I'm willing to sit down and talk again. I'm just saying. I, I that's it. a big signing for you, too. Like, what would it mean for Fighter First Management to have Terrence Crawford, that press release, go out? That would be great. But he's looking for their O'Sweet fight, man. So it's like to sign someone and to not be able to deliver the fight that they're looking for, it's like we didn't do anything but just make a headline. Like he's looking for that, he's looking for that major fight. Okay, so, but you've also seen the pictures with him and Oscar and Hop, and that's another great relationship you got. So you, so like, look, yes, he sat down with Al. He he had a meeting with with Oscar, but he's a fighter, and right. I think that's what you need to explain to fighters. It's like you're gonna be able to have conversations, but we have different conversations. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Right. And the Rocha fight, the Virgil fight is there. Like you said, you from Dallas. Let's get Virgil and Crawford no, like, in there. Honestly, honestly, like Terrence is what, 35, 36? He's at the tail end of his career, man. So the way he's going about it in regards to making sure that he's uh, collecting big checks, like you're setting yourself up for, for retirement. So I think it would be very smart for him to align himself with a promotional company like the Golden Boy Promotions that can feed him 47. Just as like when Floyd was going through his hay, and he aligned himself with Golden Bear Promotions, and they fed him all of the 47s or whatever that they had. Um, I think it's smart for, for Terrence, but um, I'm not against having a conversation, but I'm not. Where, where I took your question as, I'm not finna bullshit this cat, like, yo, come with me. Like, I can make the Errol Spence fight happen for you because I'm tight with him. Like, that's not the direction that... that yeah, no, and that's not, and that's okay. not what I Got was you. meaning either. Yeah. I didn't think, oh, just because you his friend, you can make it happen. I, I factored everything in. You've been around the block. You know Sylvia. Like, I figure, like, your conversations or your phone calls get answered differently, you know? Maybe they get answered on one ring instead of two or three. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> For real. But if not, Terrence, uh, is there anyone that you are actively seeking out to make that mark, to make that splash? To be honest with you, Brian Norman Jr. does not have the name of a Errol Spence or a Terrence Crawford. Um, oh, he got the hype, though. Exactly. So, honestly, I feel like what we did with, with B was, was big. So, I don't feel like I have to go chase down anyone else. I would, be, I would love to have a conversation with, with a Terrence Crawford or another big-name fighter that does not have representation. But, however, I feel like we did make a big splash with with having uh, Brian Norman Jr. come on board with with Fighters First. So um, I feel like we made some big steps 
especially hiring Jolene and then hiring uh, and bringing on Brian Norman. Uh, but for right now, man, there's like not one person out there like, oh, I'm recruiting X to bring him or her on to the company. I, I feel like we're in a great spot with the six that we have. And uh, I'm open for any other conversation with any other fighter or handlers that they may have, but no one person right now. And how are you taking the not re-signing of Giovanni Cabrera, who got the biggest win of his career over Gabriel Flores Jr.? It seems like top rank cut Jr. after that fight, but didn't re-sign Cabrera. Yeah, that was weird, man. That was weird. And, and what's funny about that, Gio parted ways with his manager at the time, like, after that fight. Now, that Gio is someone that I did aggressively, like, recruit uh, based off them telling me that, that there was no signed contract and um, they just had a handshake agreement or whatever it may be. He's someone that he's one of the few that listened to me from when we first met each other um, when he was with Banner Promotions. A lot of people don't know he was with Banner Promotions. Um, and Arpulu is a good friend of mine, but Gio wanted out of the contract. He wanted to do something different. And Gio followed everything that I told him that he should do in regards to his situation with Banner that got himself out of the Banner Promotions contract. And he, I just want to stop you there and say people don't get out those contracts. No. Historically, uh, it took the money from Rock Nation for Boo Boo to get out of his and court. Chris Algieri, poor God, rest, I mean, he ain't even dead, but I was about to say that because of his <laughs> career, God rest his soul. He ain't been able to get out. Yeah. Matchroom wanted him full, like, completely, but he still got that Audi Palulo banner promotions I'm, I'm attached. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And this is, like, just wanted. Art Palulo, Art Palulo's my guy. And if you are straight up with Art, then he's going to be straight up with you. And if you try to bullshit Artie and he figure it out, then, yeah, he's going to give you bullshit back. But Art and I never had any type of spat or back and forth. I've listened to him. He's listened to me. So when I made the call, about Gio. I didn't say, hey, Art, like, do me this favor. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm helping out the kid, man, just trying to, and Art was serious. Like, yo, I, I haven't put any money to the kid. I, you know, I don't know much about him. I did it as a favor for someone else, but, you know, if if you want him to get released, like, he, tell him to call me, and I'll give him his release. And Gio did exactly what I told him to do, and he got his release, but uh, Art Palulo has been very good to me, but I know he's an old school guy. Like, if you, if you bullshit Art or you try to fuck him over, he going to get you either inside of court or outside of it. So uh, respect to Arpalulo for keeping his word to Gio. But that was the start of Gio getting you know what I'm saying, the opportunity to. So he wasn't co-promoted by Star. It was no, just straight no, up it was just It was just it was uh, straight. That, that's probably why he was able to get yeah, out. Yeah, I'm about to say because uh, the other Chris Algeri <laughs> and, and, and uh, Andre, they both was like mixed with Star and Artie Palulo together. Yeah, and that and that goes back to, I'm going to keep, every time I hear it, I'm going to go back to, that's what representation is for. And I think Chris Algeri is a very smart individual. A lot of these guys are smart individuals. It's just when it comes to your paperwork, man, I, I love uh, Straight Outta Compton. Like Regardless of what people think about Suge Knight, Suge was instrumental and getting a lot of guys out of their contracts. You always say, yo, like, let me see your paperwork. And that's what I'm big on. Like, yo, let me see your, your contract. Like, I'll be able to give you better direction on what you can and can't do once I see your paperwork. And uh, that's someone that knowledgeable in the business. Jolene is knowledgeable in the business. We see your contract. We can let you know what you can and can't do. There's so many other people out here, like, perpetrating high side, like, they know this industry, like, they know the contracts. 
and they're giving bad advice to these fighters. I think if Algeri and other guys that end up in bad contracts had our advice before even getting into it, they'd be in a much better spot, especially trying to sign with two different promoters and shit like that. So, But Gio, Gio got out of that contract, able to go be a sparring partner for Manny Pacquiao to get ready for Errol Spence. And from that, he got signed with with top rank for for three fights. Why they didn't sign him back, I'm I'm hearing conflicting stories of an argument based off of Gio missing weight the first fight. There was a disagreement with I think his representation, Brad Goodman, whatever it may be. But for whatever reason, they didn't sign him back. And I feel like they still could have used him, even if it was from an opponent standpoint, to build him up, to feed him to one of their 35s or whatever. There was still moves there to be made for them not to do it. And then once we took over, I thought really okay, Jolene and I are tight with, with Brad. Like, it's, it's a go. And it still wasn't a go. I'm like, okay, what did you do to them? Or what did you say to them mm. for them to be like, nah. So um, we're actively trying to get something big for, for G.O., man. Um, and as I told you on uh, via text about the matchroom situation, like, we actually got a on-paper offer from matchroom. <clears throat> and uh, just, I think, was it last week? we got word that they're pulling on the deal. So it's like he's still free. And, you know, him and Maxie Hughes, I think Maxie Hughes is with Matchroom. Maxie Hughes and, and Gio have been going back and forth. I thought that fight was happening. You and me both. Man. You and me both. I, th- I know Jolene feels the same. We thought the fight was happening. And um, I don't know what's up with Matchroom. And, you know, Kevin Rooney's been uh, vocal with, with Jolene on what they're trying to do and whatnot. But I'm not the social media internet guy that's like adding people and shit like that. It's like, bro, I'm, I'll go behind the scenes and see what we can work out. But for whatever reason, they pulled on that deal, man. So we're trying to bend some corners and circle back on some things to try to get Gio with um, with a big company because I feel like his last outing against Flores, even though I think Flores was spiraling anyway, Gio showed that you know he can scrap. So we, um, we'll see what we can pull together for. For sure. So uh, you haven't mentioned... PBC, how's the relationship with PBC and fight, uh, Fighter First Management? I really don't think there is, like, a, a relationship. I haven't talked to Brad and Sylvia in a, in a while. Um, I don't really think there is a relationship. I think Jolene and Sylvia probably have a better relationship than, than me and, and Sylvia or Brad at this point. Um, but I'll say this. Would we sign one of our clients to Premier Boxing Champions. From my standpoint, like, Premier Boxing Champions is just a staple. It's not a promotional company. So, talk about the paperwork. I would need to know, okay, are we signing with TGB or are we signing with Kings or what promoter are we actually signing with? Who are we going to be negotiating with in regards to how these fights are going to go with respect to what PBC's done. I feel like they've done some great things, a lot of great things in the sport of boxing. Um, I don't go with the model of there's no plan, there's no blueprint. And I'd, be, I'd definitely be damned if we don't know how much our clients are going to make until the week of the fight or the day of the weigh-in. We don't rock that way. I know I definitely don't rock that way. Um, so there would be, there'd have to be a lot of conversation for us to to do business like with that side because again they're not a promotional company they've become a staple in the sport of boxing i would have loved for everybody all the promoters to get under the pbc model for it to flow like an association 
that didn't happen, but I'd have to know what promoter we're signing with and the paperwork would have to make sense for anything of that nature to happen with PBC. Respect to them, but um, I, I got a way I do business, and Jolene has a way she does business also, and we line up that way, and I don't think PBC falls under that line. I take it you wouldn't be allowing any of your fighters to accept no guarantees in a fight. No guarantees? No guarantee money. <laughs> Up front? Um, as far as a paper... I mean, how much did you follow the ne failed negotiations with Terrence and Earl? Not at I'll all? Tell you, I'll tell you this, man. I don't believe half of what you see, none of what you heard. I wasn't a part of that negotiation. You know what I'm saying? So, based off of what homie was saying and then based off of what... Like, I, I didn't follow the, the he say, she say thing because, like, I'm a behind-the-scenes guy. I know that sometimes what's reported to the media is not what went on behind the scenes, man. So I don't hear things and automatically jump on that train to, to follow it. Um, but if that were the case of, like, no guarantees, it's just strictly off of uh, just pay-per-view, like, whatever you guys, you eat what you kill, essentially. Um, that's a sit-down between, like, my client and the team to map out the positive is the negatives of taking a no guarantee or whatever. We have to get really strategic. But off the top of my head, it's like, no. Like, you have to give me some type of guarantee to take the fight, and then the rest will make up from there. But just absolutely no guarantee. It's like, where they do that at? Like, I would have to, so no. Off the top of my head, no, I would not do it. But if the fighter's like, yo, fuck it, make this fight happen. Whatever we need to do, make the fight happen. We'll make it up on the back end. Then I'll go get it done. But to me, I would say no off the top of my head. Have you heard of Pistol Pete, not the rapper? Dobson? Yes, sir. I know Pete very well. So you've read some contracts? Is he straight? Is he available? Like, you got to holler at Pete on that, man. Me and Pete have history. Back when Real Deal Promotions and Evander Holyfield had his and Eric Bentley was running things over there. Shout out to Eric Bentley. Um, but yeah, me and Pete got history, man. So uh, Jolene told me she hollered at him because he's trained by Andre Rozier. So nobody on me, but nothing yet. Harold Calderon, have you heard of him? No. From Florida, no. Latino kid, twenty-seven and zero. Mm. Is one of your guys? No. Gotcha. I can't say he's one of mine, but we've definitely interviewed him. And him and Pistol Pete have uh, some back and forth. It's like a fight, welterweight fight that could be made. Two undefeated dudes that no network hasn't picked up. Just, uh, you know, seeing he's been he's been doing the runs, trying to get on his media tour. You know, Earl Spence responding on a couple of his uh, posts, you know, called them low risk and low, and low yeah. reward. Low risk, low reward. <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds about yeah. all right. He yeah. said that to the kid in Florida? Or nah, like, Dawson? somebody mentioned them. Um, man, maybe, like, maybe, like, Kendrick Perkins. It was some big, it was, like, one of the, uh, like, a big NBA motherfucker mentioned them. Mentioned Earl and Keith, like, stop ducking my boy. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah, Earl's yeah. like, yo, your boy's like low risk, uh, low reward. Like, fuck, I'm fighting him for it type right, shit. Right, right, I'm trying to think. But he's a welterweight that, like, you know, we had him in here, and he's like, look, I make 15, 20K fighting whoever in my hometown. Now, how much he's 
inflating that. Right. We don't know, but right. he looks fine. He looks the part. He's got the wins. And, uh, yeah, you know, just putting you on in case he's out there. Uh, now, have well, you heard of Serafina? Yes, I know. I've heard of Sarah. Is did that? Did she ever cross your mind in terms of uh, bringing her on for Fighter First? No. No. Y'all never interacted. Yeah, I actually um, I've talked to Serafina phone a couple times, and then when I believe it was was it Toto Canelo out here in Vegas, um, that was my first time actually meeting her, but there's. Not been any conversations of um, her joining Fighters First. Um, I'm only asking because I think she's extremely talented. Like, I don't know if you've seen what she's done, but I don't know how she does it. Gotcha. She, I mean, look, she just had that girl, McKellett, in an undisputed fight with Alicia Bumgarner. And right. before that, Melissa Hernandez in a unification fight with Michaela Mir. And the list goes on and on. Paul Bamba was in a Jake Paul fight. It's like, how. Is she doing it? Uh, so yeah, you know. No, I, I know. I mean, I think she was with uh, was it Cohen? She used to be with Greg yeah, Cohen. She was with Greg Cohen. Um, like I said, I've, I've had I've had talks with her, man. She's a pretty cool individual. But as far as like doing business with her, like I, I haven't had the the opportunity to to do that, and we've never had talks of like working together. But I definitely know definitely know the name. For sure, for sure. Uh, so what, what's, what's next, man, for fighters, uh, first management? Like what, what is the plan for 2023? I mean, just, yeah, the, the main thing is to get everyone signed with a promotional company. Like that's the main thing. It makes our job easier when, um, we have the, the fighters signed with the promotional company. That way they know when they're fighting and, you know, what their minimums are and things of that nature. So that's our objective for the remainder of the year. And then, you know, from my standpoint as, CEO of the company, you know, you gotta gotta make sure things are profitable, make sure the visibility is there, and um, make sure things are coming in. From um, I always say thickening the the revenue stream. We gotta we gotta thicken the fuck out of that stream. So, you know, that's my focal point as chief executive officer uh, of the company. Um, of course, recruiting has been fun. Like I, I had fun recruiting all six, and some of them like Sean uh, Sean McCalman from Denver. I like Sean hit me up couple of months ago. That's the newest signing you got. Yeah. And it's like it wasn't a like a hard recruit. Like he he did great work with Sergey Kovalev. Like great work with Sergey. Sergey was even impressed with the type of work that, that that Sean gave him. And you know, we were able to to bring him in. He actually just signed a, a multi year deal with, with main events. Uh, the company that Sergey and of course Jolene were once with. So I think Sean is gonna surprise a lot of people. At 68, but I've had fun just recruiting everybody, man. And again, although I'm not managing, just being back on that trail, man, and being able to sit down with the fighters and, and their families. And you now I got a good recruiting tool with Protect Yourself at All Times. And the, the company reflects the book. It's not like I'm selling you the book to get you to come in with the company. And then it's like, wait, what you're talking about in the book is not what the company stands for, not what this contract says. Everything I talk about in the book, the company, reflects that so that's a refreshing thing and it's easy for me because it's like I wouldn't be able to sleep I wouldn't be able to do this shit if what I'm talking about in the book didn't reflect in the company man so um, I feel like that is, is going to be another tool that takes us over the top but I'm I'm happy with things where they're right now and I'm, I'm confident bro but before this year's over with we'll be recognized as one of the top companies for sure 
So Dobson hit me back. He's a free agent. He said he's supposed to meet with Jolene this week. I heard you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why you saying like that? What's up, Pete? I ain't got the same number no more, but I'm on, I'm on IG. Holla at me, man. <laughs> Been a minute. Yeah, they do. They do. He asking, don't they work together? All right. All right. Well, you know, that's one half of the fight, though. And I was going to ask, though, um, so do you, how do you go about it? Like, before you sign someone, are you, would you rather be sure you could get them to a promoter or, you know, no, sometimes? That's, no, that's what, the work comes in as as a manager, man. Like, there's no guarantees or nothing. So it's like, um, I think that's like kind of taking the easy way out of saying, oh, well, we're only going to sign you if we know we have a promoter that's right. going to like bring you on. But no, once you see the, the talent, once you see the marketability, like I think about uh, Justin Figueroa. Justin Figueroa is now, I think he's... 3-0, 2-0, out of Atlantic City. He was first guy to come with us. And he read Protect Yourself at All Times. And I'm going back and forth with him on IG. And currently, like, he's not signed with a promoter, but he sells like crazy in Atlantic City. But when I looked at his IG, and of course, you know, I'm comfortable who I am. Very good-looking kid. Like, He's like almost yeah. Like I, I went through the the IG yesterday. That's the guy with all the muscles. He's like a fitness trainer and a boxer. He's a, right? he's a lifeguard. Okay, lifeguard. But I'm like, yo, if if he fights as, as good as he looks, we got something with this. And I'm like, Joe, like he's in Atlantic City. Like, go holler at him and see what type of person he is. And if it makes sense, let's go with it. And she met with him, and she's like, yo, I love him. Like, let's let's do this. And, you know, we've had talks with, with Kathy and I've, I had talks with Rob Diaz before he left Golden Boy about Justin Figueroa, but he's someone that like, I was adamant about bringing on and there was no promotional behind it. It's just uh, when people, and I'm not comparing him at all to Ryan Garcia, but, you know, Ryan Garcia is a good-looking kid that can fight. Justin Figueroa is a good-looking kid that can fight and he's out of Atlantic City, which was one of the biggest fight cities at, at one time. So, you know, Justin kind of revived that. That'll be great for him, but he doesn't have a promotional company behind him. We're still working at that, but I don't base things off of, oh, if they got a promoter, then, like, or if they got interest in a promoter, I'll sign them. Like, no, like, if, if you got the look or if you can actually scrap and there's something there, I'm going to work with you and I'll work on the back end. Jolene will work on the back end to make sure something happens for you. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't look for the easy way in regards to that. So you said he can revive AC. You think that that is physically possible from any fighter? I would love for, I mean, I don't know where Kathy sits in regards to, like, promotions. Like, you asked me earlier, like, like was I still hungry? I'm 36. Like, I'm, I'm still relatively young, and I've only been in business 13 years. You're damn right. I'm still, still fucking hungry. Um, Kathy's been in business longer than I've been alive. So, you know, I don't know where Kathy's hunger is at, but I do really feel that. Justin Figueroa would be huge in Atlantic City. And I would love for Kathy to uh, dig deep, whether it's in pockets or in our heart or in our connections, to make sure that this kid revives Atlantic City. Cause I've On it. television. Yes. Like, you think a network will go back down there? Yes. Yes. I, like, just like I feel HBO eventually come back, like, to Boston, just the point of making it make sense. If we can make it make sense. I want HBO. I wish. That's that's what happened. <laughs> you they know the the, the problem is that I leave the the problem is is that like I and I too believe HBO comes back, but 
you're gonna have guys like yourself that the expectations are, is gonna be the HBO vote. Yeah. The Ross like, Greenberg days. And it's God. like, you know what I'm saying? There's, Lou Bella days. There is, uh, you know, innovation and things like that. It'll never be what it once was. I, I think you, you got to have, and that's that's the great thing I learned about David Basher, the guy that, that started uh, Fridays First. He was smart enough to understand, okay, I'm a wealthy individual, but my money's not going to do this for me. Let me bring on the right people. Let me bring on boxing people to make this thing run for me. And I feel like with HBO, like, you know, like I said, I don't know if Lou is even interested in going back, but you need a boxing person, someone that's actually been in this shit before that knows it to, to bring things back. And then you need young blood. I really do feel like boxing uh, is a very ancient sport and we have a lot of dinosaurs walking around here, guys that just want to stay with how they did it 20, 30, 40 And that's years what ago. I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that you know, in, innovation is needed. Uh, I think uh, adapts, adapting. Like, yeah. bro, nobody wants change if the shit work. And I'm one of those people. Like, <laughs> fuck we changing for? The shit work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes it's needed. It's important. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that if people can get with new times, you know, maybe HBO can come back, have success. Look, man, I've been in this sport only a, a handful of years, and I'm like, yeah. Like, for me, it's already, in my head, I'm like, I'm never going to AC for a fight. For what? What, mm. what, what fight bringing me to AC? Word. Mm. Especially in the winter. Gotcha. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm a Sopranos guy, bro. I want to go to AC. Yeah. But it's like, Not re me. realistically speaking, what fight bringing me to AC? Gotcha. Gotcha. Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford. <laughs> in, in AC. What 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 venue in what AC? Venue, the hard, the hard the rock. Re, ain't the Rebel still there? I'm not sure. I know the I know Hard Rock. How many people that hold though? It ain't holding enough for Earl Spence, Terrence yeah, Crawford, man. Crawford fight. But hmm. you got to start somewhere, man. And, and if we can start with a Justin Figueroa, that'd be great. Yeah, like you know, yeah, you got to start. I think sometimes people they. But speaking of starting somewhere, wouldn't it have been better to keep him free agent then and 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 rock out with uh, Rising Star Promotions? I see he was doing fights with him already. And 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 let's be real, Cornflake Lamana is way more active than main events, especially in Atlantic City. Like, he got a show every week on Showboat. Yeah. Valley's yeah. Casino. Yeah, and, you know, in uh, respect to Cornflake, man, we've been connected for, for a few years. But, like, and, and I'm not pushing him to the side or, or knocking him. It's just like when I say Kathy Duba, it's a Hall of Fame name that um, has years of promotions in Atlantic City. Hell, the company's based out of Jersey. I just, I play with that as a as a headline fix uh, for uh, it to work for not only Justin, but just Atlantic City, the Hard Rock main events, all of that. But even if it was, was Cornflake, like I wouldn't be opposed uh, to that because he does. He does a lot of work out in, in Atlantic City. Uh, and I think Justin's Justin's first two fights uh, were on Cornflakes card. So, yeah. I was going to say, Adrian, because uh, all respect to to Kathy, but uh, I I ain't heard the last time they had a show. You know? <laughs> Let me tell you. And I, and, and I hear about Cornflakes shit one way or another. Yeah. Somebody on his shows is somebody that I know of. Yeah. Like, he always has somebody, at least two fighters I've heard of on his shows always. Gotcha. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? So. Gotcha. So. Gotta get it somehow. I wanted to bring up, because you keep saying, uh, if you got the skill or if you got the look, 
Let me get a screen share. So who's this young lady who definitely has the look? USA so Boxing, Shariah. I'm assuming Shariah. she's got the skill. <laughs> you signed her. When do we see her? Is she not turning pro? What's going on? Why you haven't brought her up and let me bring her up? What, what's going on? <laughs> Who's bringing... Are y'all going to bring up the picture that I'm looking at? I just saw a picture. I thought it was going to come up on the screen. Oh, My bad. Nah, nah. Um, no, no. Um, no, you know, I met Shariah at the... We're good on the screen share. Thank yeah. you, Nestor. I met her at the USA Nationals in 2021, I believe it was. Met her dad first, then I met Shariah. Shariah can go, and Shariah has both the look and the. You know, we actually, I text her on the way over here. We have a very interesting deal for Shariah that I set up with one of my former business partners. Um, I'm going to put some pressure on Shariah right now because I'm pretty sure this is going to get back to her. We need to know what you're going to do in regards to, to that deal because not only is it lucrative for you, it's very beneficial for you to start your professional career and take it to the, the next level where you're built up in one place to where you can draw a big following behind you. But you will have a – and I know I'm, I'm talking to y'all right now, but I'm also talking to Shariah because he needs to – Go for it. Someone needs to hear this, but um, it, it changes – not only your life, but it changes your dynamic in this boxing thing to where it provides opportunity for you inside the ring and outside the ring. I guarantee you guys, and I'm guaranteeing Shariah, there's no other, there's no other individual in boxing that has a deal that's set up like the one that I've presented to her that will take care of her inside the ring and outside the ring. So I'm definitely going to need a, an answer on that offer uh, pretty What soon. weight class is she? She's probably at 54. One fifty four. Shariah's tall and she's tall and long. Bro. Like when I first met her, I flew out to um to New Mexico, like to just sit with Jesus. Me. I didn't think she was that oh, big. Oh no, man, no, she's like she is long. I, I thought I was gonna spar one day. I'm trying to cut this weight down, but man, she is rangy. Um, if she could um put the punches and bunches behind that range, man, she's gonna be something to deal with. But she's a beautiful girl, but she can fight ugly with the best of them, but I'll tell you one thing. I saw one of her fights where actually on YouTube where she got, she fought higher up in weight against a German uh, young lady. I think it was Germany. And she got stopped against the, the German fighter. A bigger fighter, um, more experienced, but she kept getting up. Even when she was getting hit with big shots, like Shariah kept coming, she kept trying to, to fight. And even after that, like she still fought. That was the one thing that really sold me on her. Like, you see the best of someone. It's like, oh, man, your imagination takes you. But I was able to see her in a light of, okay, damn, like, she got stopped in this fight, but she kept coming. Like, I'm like, yo, this is someone I really want to work with. It's funny that you say that's what you saw in her. I seen Mexican and Puerto Rican. I said, we got a star. <laughs> she even connected it. She calls herself the Pueblo Low Rican. Rican. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh, what are we waiting for? But 154, that's kind of tough. She might. Is there anyone at 54 for her to? Plenty. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, Clarissa fought at 54. Natasha... I mean, but that's one-offs. I mean, Natasha's there. I mean, I think it's easy in women's boxing because could kind of bounce around a little bit. Hmm. But yeah, waiting on Shariah right now. No, she's How long ago did you sign her? Excuse me. Um, I think Shariah was second after Justin signed. So this was, this was 
last year because she was, she didn't want to just sit. So she wanted to do one more amateur tournament, which I loved before she turned pro. Uh, so she fought in another amateur tournament. Um, I think it was the Nationals, as a matter of fact. And I think she lost a split to, to someone. And she was very pissed off about that. I'm like, listen, we're getting ready for the pro ranks. I'm not worried about a split in amateur uh, boxing. But um, it's it's about that time. But, like, business has to be handled. Shirai's 23 years old. And um, it's it's a difficult transition, whether it's female or male, going from amateur to professional boxing. And then with the offer that, that she's been hit with, I mean, it's, it's life changing, and then it, it 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 uproots her from one place to another. So it's a lot for a twenty three year old young woman that's coming from the amateurs to make. But um, where is she from? Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it would take her where? It would bring her to Texas. It bring her to, to train Texas. with Derek. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yes. I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into that, man. Okay. Yeah, I see that a lot. Why do managers? And I mean, don't take this offensively, but like, why, why do managers want to take away the trainer? Like, it's like, yo, I'm investing in you, so you got to train with so and so. Here's the thing, I'm not, I'm not, because I mean, I, I went through her dad to to represent her. I'm not trying to take away anything from. Sometimes call him from OG. I call him pops. I'm not trying to take anyway anything away from pops. That's his. Oh, that's his baby girl. So I'm not. Oh, so to... the father's the trainer. Yeah. Oh, father. so that's different. Then. No, it's really not different because it's like you know, he's the one that pretty much put the gloves in her crib. It taught her how to box. You know, Sharai lost her mom in a car accident. Oh wow. Uh, that that she was in the car with her mom. So her her dad has oh wow like, raised all of them. So it's it's a lot more than just oh you know we're trying to get, damn. Like, there's a lot that comes with that. You know, so I understand. Why it's difficult for her to, to make this decision. And I'm not trying to move pops out the way. It's just or the, the window of opportunity. But can you take the family or no? Like, is she getting an apartment or is she getting no, a house? That's one, now, that's something that, you know, can be discussed. And we did discuss as far as, like, relocation goes. I was asking, it's like, yo, can you relocate your job? Can you work anywhere in the world? Because if so, then, you know, look into that relocation. But the way, you know, I'm methodical with it, man. I wouldn't have done this blindly. I, I wanted to make sure that things were lined up Damn. for the family structure. So um, even if it doesn't work perfectly in the beginning, man, this is a great start for her. And it provides, um, again, something inside and outside the ring. The outside the ring thing for me is important because, bro, everybody don't make it in boxing. Like, no, it's the 1%. Yeah, especially like female fighters. Like, every, like you're not making millions of dollars per fight. So it's like you have to make sure that you have something set up outside the ring um, and that's what I'm trying to structure, not only for her, but um, in the following months, man, you'll read a lot about opportunities coming from fighters first to guys that have fought before and that are, are still active in the sport of boxing, man. So, yeah, it's important. And so are you doing it more as protecting an investment or you and Derek that cool that you want him to check that box? Because it's like... In regards to what? Training a female. No, nah, man, where you, where you going with this? <laughs> you know I'm pulling teeth nah, in. No, nah, man, I didn't say nothing about that. Derek is a very busy man. Derek, you know, And he ain't going to have time for a 154-pound female? Fits I don't know, right I in, don't know kinda how... Kind of fits hey, in the camp. I don't know how D got in this conversation, but... I mean, why else would you be moving her to... To Texas. 
But all right. Opportun- opportunity. All right. Man. We'll, we'll, we'll move Derek, on. Derek is not. We'll move on, but not really. We're going to move on, but not really. So speaking of Derek, have you happened to see AJ in there? Did you see Is AJ, how's he like in Dallas? It's, I, I wish. And it's something I told, I, I told AJ and, and Derek. Derek knows this already. I wish AJ would have captured Derek in his 20s, man. Like, the way he looks now, and he's only been there couple weeks, but man, he looks it's crazy to see someone that big, like, move that fast, but um, he looks amazing with Derek, and if he can get this down, again, he's 33, I wish he would have captured Derek in his 20s, man, because he looks amazing, but real cool dude, man, I didn't think he was going to be as cool as he's been, um, given that, you know, he's a megastar in the sport, and you come into a new city, New trainer and new environment, but no, he's been really, he's been really dope. His team is dope, you know what I'm saying? Ben, Nas, and his guys. Uh, but no, he looks, he looks great. I, I'm excited to see him on April 1st because it'll show how much of a genius in boxing that Derek really is in regards to training. I mean, but they won't be complete without that female champ. That's a conversation to be had, man. That's a conversation <laughs> to be had, but. It's not with it's not with Shariah, not to my knowledge. All right, so I think there was one more I wanted to bring up. Let me see if I could remember. I tried to do my research, man. Uh, what's the next fight you look forward to? To be honest, man, I got so many different. I'll be like really, I got so many different projects right now between. Oh yes. Sorry, Danny. Thank you. No, he was just buying me time. Justin Paolo, what's up? We was Uh-oh. just in, in Dallas. What was it? Houston, Dallas. One of them. And, Houston. Houston. And he Houston. told me he's with you too, but but nothing he just, yet. What's he just up? fought. He just fought. He fought on Conflict on Conflict's card. Okay. Yeah, he fought on Conflict. Because I hit him up. I, I hit him up yesterday. Like, what's up? No date. And he like, nah. No, he nah, got yet. he got cut in that fight. He fought a guy that was six and one. That was pretty good. He got cut in the second round, I believe it was. Um, and you know he had been off. For about oh wow! Years. But he was he was locked in though. He was training with Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know that, that ring rust still exists, man. You know what I'm saying? So that that two years being off, um, it showed in the, in the beginning of the fight. Uh, but he got a good win. Excuse me. Um, but that cut, you know, got to wait for that cut to heal. There's been a lot of offers for Justin as far as like fights go, uh, but just the money never just makes sense. The kid is skilled enough. To fight against any of the guys that's been offered, but it's like the reward has to make sense, man. So I would have loved to, you know, I know he was with PBC associated with them, whatever it may be. Um, I would have loved for him to land with a, a top rank. Um, I understand how they pick, but it's like, yo, well, run one of your guys then. Run one of your 35s that you think. And I think with Justin, man, the way he trains and his mindset, dude is a killer. So I'm excited for him. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people um, on his journey. But yeah, he's healing from that cut, and he'll be—he'll definitely be back within the, if not the first quarter this year, the second quarter for sure. Well, Adrian, that is all our questions. We do have this young uh, amateur outside ready to come inside. He's going to be doing his first Golden Gloves national tournament. It's a junior. But we'll introduce you to him in case he blows up. (laughs) (laughs) You can cut to promo, guys. Appreciate it, man.
What's up? What's up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that interview for all you fighters and wannabe promoters. You got educated, but now, like we always say, big, little, small, we interview them all, and we have Jesse the Nightmare Torres in the building along with his father, Jesse Torres Sr. How are you guys doing? Yo, Danny, so I just want to tell you, see, this is why I do it. This is a special moment. His father took him out of school to bring him here. I'm like, yo, y'all not coming? He's like, well, you didn't tell us. He's like, he's, he's, he's in school. I'm like, oh, should I? Uh, we'll do it after when he comes back from the tour. He's like, nah, nah, I'm taking him out of school. And I love that, man. I love that. Listen, I was just watching. Before we came here, we were just watching uh, Carmel. What is it, Moulton? Yeah. He's 16. He ain't in school because he's training because they believe in his talent. You understand? I'm not saying take your children out of school for all the PC police. I'm just saying. When the kid has talent, the kid has talent. And Jesse, you seem to be one of those children that have uh, some skill. This will be your first national tournament, though, right? Yeah. And this is a youth tournament. Yes. Okay. So tell us, man, why why did you get into this sport? Because I hear it was pretty recent. Well, yeah, yeah. Because I've been doing sports my whole life. Uh, first, I started doing soccer, and then I went to football. But after a while, I didn't really like the team. The team, I I just want to win myself and get, get I'm with you, myself. Man. I'm with you. I played baseball when I was a kid, and it's like, you know, you can't win unless your team is good. Yeah. So no matter how good you are, the team got to be just as good. This is not a team sport, even though you do have a corner and a team, but in the ring, you got to do it yourself, man. How's that been, that transition from having help, having a team, to just being alone? Um, I feel like it's like it's better being alone because it, it's matter about all my hard work, not anybody else's hard work, and the work I put in, and I've been winning, and that's what I love. How win. how how long you been fighting now? Uh, for like two and a half years. Okay, how many fights you got so far? Like, I have twelve. I have twelve. Oh wow! And so far, how many wins? Uh, eleven. Eleven wins. Okay. So when is this tournament, champ? Uh, the tournament is actually this week. It's um on Thursday. Wow! So you guys leaving out, right? Where 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 is it ho uh happening? It's happening in Missouri. Oh wow, Missouri. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, are you nervous? Um, no, not really. I'm actually excited. I'm really excited to go. You look excited. <laughs> what what's making you so excited about it? What is it? It's just I I love being in the ring and the spotlight on me. I just love it all. Hmm. All right. Well, that's good because a lot of fighters can't deal with the spotlight and you are thriving under the lights. That's good. So, Pops, man, tell me, um, why did he take up boxing so late? Uh, like, like he said, you know, uh, he played football. We were in love with football. I mean, we still love football. You know, we follow football a lot. So, Pick up the mic. Get a little close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our, our thing was uh, football. 24-7. We watch football. We sleep football. We practice. You know, that was us since he was like uh, seven, seven and a half. So after the pandemic hit, he decided he wants to uh, uh, go to the gym and do boxing. So I said, all right, let's let's, let's do it. And um, after a while, seeing him train and putting in the work, the effort. So I said, you know what? I sat down with him and I said, listen, do you want to just keep training? Just to do something or you want to compete 
So he said, I want to compete to the highest level. So I said, all right, let's work on that then. And that's where we're at. Now, the funny story is that you have your own gym. So are you telling me before he got involved in boxing, you were not involved in boxing? No, not at all. Like, not involved. I was just pretty much, you know, um, like I said, I was a football dad. I was coaching him with football. And uh, and I'm, I only opened up the gym because... Of him. Of him. Yeah. Holy shit. I want to give him the opportunity that maybe a lot of kids don't have out there, you know? And Bro, that's a state-of-the-art facility, though. <laughs> like, you went all out for your son. Uh, do you feel pressure? That's a big-ass gym. Um, I just... I, that's why I work as hard as I can because I know that my dad built this all for me so I can't let it go to waste. Wow. That's an amazing... I didn't know that. I thought maybe you were a trainer before and that's why... So you... What influenced boxing? Like, if you were football and not a coach, how would how did you even get introduced to it? Where did you watch it at? Um. Well, usually, like... We'll, we'll always watch boxing, too. So, like, it was just already, like, there. It's just matter of fact if I went or not. Hmm. Okay, so you guys watched it on TV. Yeah. All right, all right. Kind of a, a, a traditional Mexican household. Is it Mexican? Yeah. Okay. So, Danny, he's talking about football. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for you to ask him some football questions like, what position? What position did you play? Me? Uh, I played quarterback. Oh, wow. Oh, so you were good. How long did you play soccer? Because honestly, that was... that was. Uh, You're more interested in soccer. I mean, because I feel like that's what applies to boxing, not, yes. not football. So I was more interested in that because of the footwork, obviously. Uh, stamina, too. Definitely the stamina. But how long did you uh, play soccer for? Soccer, I played for like three years since... But it was when I was small. Oh, uh, so you were more of a football player. So yeah. three years soccer, how many years football? Years, uh, let me see, like five or six years. Okay. Yeah. Dad, any fear? Soccer, then football, now boxing. Any fear that three years from now he's like, I don't want to do that anymore either. No, not at all. Like he, he was like when he was smaller. I mean, he's small right now because I'm small, you know. But <laughs> he was smaller when he was growing up. So at first, that's where I wanted to start him at. You know, since he was a baby, he always liked sports. He'll He'll grab like a football, basketball, uh, baseball, you know. He he always looked like it was a kid that wanted to be in sports. He he enjoyed playing all the time. So, you know, I started with soccer, obviously, because, you know, I wanted to build his footwork first, you know what I mean, and then go from there. I waited for him to grow a little bit taller so he I could be able to put him in football. And we actually... uh. We had our own camp too, you know, when we can went to football and uh, we built the uh, Sin City Raiders back in 2016 before they moved here. And uh, we had our own camp with uh, NYFL and that's where we played football at too. Oh, wow. And you put that together? The team together? Yeah. I okay. Put the team together too. So basically, it, you're a very hands on yeah, father, man. Say, Congratulations, man. Anything. I mean, you, you know, you. a lot of people don't get to grow up with a father this involved and. And, and, and that wants to help their son, uh, you know, m achieve every goal that they have. So, you know, congratulations not only to you for being a great yeah. dad, but to you for having one, man. You were saying, I'm sorry. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I do that to him a lot. He gets upset a lot. <laughs> um, but 
you are in the sport, you do want to compete, and you got a tournament coming up. Um, how do you guys find fights? How how's it work in the amateur system? Uh, basically, you know, uh, you have a membership with uh, U.S. Boxing, and then on your membership, they pretty much you can just go and see all the uh, events that are happening in the states, and uh, you can just sign up to any event. And then so why like, Missouri? Why did you guys choose Missouri? Uh, because it's a tournament that uh, actually you got to go through a certain steps. So first you got to win the state, then you got to win the regionals. And so we did that. So that's why now we're going to nationals. That's pretty dope, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I'd be I'd be excited. So how long are you guys going to be out there for? Uh, well, we're going to be there until Sunday. Okay. It's a couple of days, a couple yeah. of days. Yeah, it's gonna the the tournament starts on Thursday. So. And have you gone uh like to different states for yeah. your amateur fights already? Yeah, I've I've gone I've gone to California and I've gone to where else? Just I think California. That's it. Okay, so it's definitely so, the furthest you you've yeah, been. Yeah, I'm glad I'm I'm glad I like to travel. So <laughs> yeah, definitely get some experience, get some yeah. looks from different parts of the country. So, Dad, did you have a plan, or are you just taking it one day at a time with, with, with your son and his amateur career and whatever's to come forward? No, most definitely. We we have a plan, you know, and uh, we want to take uh, also take it one step at a time so we can be able to accomplish, you know. So it's it's mostly him, you know. I'm, like I said, I'm just giving him the tools for him to, to, be, to be able to be successful easier, you know. Do you care if he turns pro or not? Is is your, I guess, ambition whatever his is, or do you have your own goals in your mind for him to achieve? Uh, to be honest, it's uh, it's honestly uh, up to him. I'm gonna I'm gonna be with him and go with him up to wherever he wants to. The day that he tells me I don't want to do this anymore, then that's okay with me because you know what? Uh, up to this point, I'm very proud of him. Of all his accomplishments, and uh, you know, I never really thought. Uh, I I actually did uh, know that he's real. Like he likes to challenges. You know, he likes to challenges the big boys. When we play uh, football, I put him against way bigger kids. You know, and he always raised up to the challenge. So I know he can do more than he does every day. He's always challenging himself every day. I think and the only thing I always tell them is like you gotta you gotta be be able to beat your own self every day. You know what I mean, if mm -hmm. you can beat that person in front of the mirror every day, then you can beat anybody else. So uh, obviously, I got to see you work a little bit, but you know, um, sparring is different from regular work. But from you just being in the gym, it seems like you're a very high output fighter would you say that you throw a lot of punches yeah yeah I, I definitely throw a lot of punches what would you say is your go-to punch what's your favorite punch uh my favorite punch is uh probably the overhand right okay how you setting that up uh i'll be setting it up like first i i jab him up and then i jab him down and then i get him i get him to flinch down again and then i come up on top it's nice. I like this kid. <laughs> so uh, as a Mexican, though, they love the left hook. Have you been practicing your left hook? Yes, I've been practicing my left hook with my coach. 
in the originals. He used that left hook a lot. Yeah. It was pretty nice. Yeah. So you doubling it yet or singles? Double. Oh, wow. Okay. So are you actively watching like pro boxing on the weekends or whenever it's on and you watch it? No, uh, I, I watch it like almost every day. Oh, wow. So you got favorites? Uh, not like they're not really my like favorites. I just watch them to study. Like, uh, who do you like studying? Uh, I like to watch Pacquiao. Okay. And also Shakira Stevenson, too. Yeah. Good pick. You, you're not Southpaw, though, right? I felt like I seen you Orthodox. Yeah, I'm Orthodox. I, I just, I don't know why, I don't know why, but I love watching the Southpaws. Yeah, no, he's he's super talented, man. Uh, Shakur is, is great. Who else do you like watching? Um, I'd be watching Ryan Garcia, too. Mm. And then sometimes I'd be watching Lomachenko. Good footwork. Good mm -hmm. footwork. What is it about Loma that you like? I like how he, like, he pivots outside and he he just moving everywhere where they can't like seem to find where he's at. And about Shakur? Shakur, I love the like the boxing. How he keeps the nice distance and you know his defense too and everything. Yeah, he's definitely super duper sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So um do you think you want to be a professional? Do you think you just want to go to the Olympics? What are your goals in boxing? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to be a professional boxer. Um, I'm trying to at least, I want to be a world champion, an undisputed champion. Mm. And all the work that it takes to be a fighter is not bothering you? You don't get tired of like having to go to the gym and be there for two, three hours? Is this? No, I love the gym. I'll I'll be there. I'll I'll I wouldn't be in school if like if I could if I if I could like stay out of school. I'll be in the gym all day. Mm. Damn, I hear you, man. You got to be in that gym if you want to be good. Word. What 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 would you say your style is similar to? Like, um, if you had to put it, match it with a person that's active right now, like a professional. Uh. My style, I feel like, I feel like it's more like, I feel like it's right, like Ryan Garcia, but like a shorter, if he was shorter. So you're fast? Yeah. Okay. You got that knockout power? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. So uh, have you actually knocked someone out? Knocked someone out? Nah. Oh. Okay, I was with body say, shots, yeah. Body shots, you bring yeah. them down. Eh? Yeah, with body shots, but that's, like not that's a, a knockout. <laughs> for sure, okay. not a straight like clean boom. They fall on the floor. Yeah. So, what's the worst part about boxing? The worst part. Uh, worst part is probably just like whenever a fight's coming, like you can't be eating all that. stuff. Like junk food or anything. Mm -hmm. Damn! So it's just the food. <laughs> Even I was I was expecting something else, like ah uh, the miles or you know I don't know a certain exercise. So none this of the kid, exercises bother you. This kid, you can't stop him, man. I don't know where he gets that energy. It's just like you know you cannot work this kid, man. Wow. He can go forever. He runs up the mountain and the mountain Charleston too. You know, like like a pro does. You know, getting that road work in. How many times a week do you run? Me, um, 
I run mostly every day, even after my my workouts. After my workouts, I I either go on the treadmill or just run around the building. Wow, 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 man. I'm impressed, man. So uh, are the tickets available? Is there some way that we can watch it if we're not going? Or is it be, you got to be there to watch it? Uh, I don't know if they're streaming it, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe U.S. Boxing is streaming it, but we are going to be streaming it through our uh, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Cool, cool. And what is your social media for anybody that isn't following you can do so and, and know how to watch your fight? Uh, my Instagrams is at official underscore team Torres. And that also would say Jesse the Nightmare Torres. So it says you've already won uh, Silver Gloves state champion, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and the regional. That's why you're in the nationals. Tonight. Right. All right. All right. So who have you worked? Uh, who have you worked with out here in Las Vegas? What, what weight are you? Um, 114. Oh, that's too small. Kermel's 125. You never sparred him, right? Have you seen him? Uh, no. No? What? I'm going to send this to your Instagram right now. How you never seen him? <laughs> Bro, he is, he's, 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 I just got to see him spar right now. I couldn't believe it. I was 16 years old. I can't believe that he was in there with a grown man. It's crazy. Um, have you sparred men yet or are you still sparring People your age? No, I, I spar people like, like grown-ups. Yeah. Okay. How's that been? Were you nervous at first or were you more excited? Because it's like, yeah, I finally get to beat up on, on an adult. Well, yeah, I, I was actually nervous at first. But like, it just keeps my, my guard up and makes sure like to stay sharpened all the time and watch what they throw because they be having like stronger power than the, the people my age. For sure. He's part like uh, pros already, but I don't want to say what pros, but yeah, he's part a couple pros already, you know. So he's testing everything out there. I, I think that just was needed, uh, you know, as part of that development. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody that you that, that you were naming, they, you know, countless rounds with other pros and other top level guys along the way up. So it's just going to be something that's needed if you want to be successful, I think. Absolutely. So that, that, that's good that you're doing it already so early. So keep doing that. So how how's it been opening up a gym? Uh overall just busy, you know. Yeah, I think it's just busy. But uh I'm enjoying every second of it. So I have another business next to it. So it, Does it make it, it easier? Huh? Does it make it easier that your other business is directly across from it? Right, right, yeah. Much easier, yeah. Cool. And are you running the gym yourself, or you got like a head trainer running it? No, we we have uh with myself is makes it six of us, six different coaches. Uh, so there's some right now in the daytime, and then there's there's some of them in the evening uh, time. In the evening, okay. And then I have a uh, one coach that mainly he helps me with my son. That's Coach Louis. You know I me mean? so. But. Yeah, it's just like a, a membership, uh, you know, uh, and then uh, if you want to pretty much pick from the coaches we have available, you can, and it depends on your time, you know, so we work everybody around everybody's time and they can train with different coaches of their choice. So, um, Jesse, man, uh, 
say before we wrap it up, any, uh, I don't know, words of inspiration for any of those young kids out there that uh, probably want to start boxing soon, man? Um, just uh, work as hard as you can and never give up. Even though it might be hard mentally, just just look, just make sure you get up every day, work and work. Sure, man. Uh, once again, give out your social media. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this up and uh, take a picture with you guys. But we do appreciate you coming in. Um, you said it's in Missouri, right? Yes. Independence, Missouri. I think so. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just come give it a try. You know, we're going to give you guys free tryouts and uh, see if you like the system, the program, the gym, and uh, the vibe. You know, a lot of people go in there if they if they get that good feeling, in it, which everybody does when they walk in there, you know, more than welcome. Everyone, everybody come and join us. Well, all, all right. right. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. We do appreciate everybody that tuned in. Thank you to the Torreses for coming Thank in. You. Thank you and for we letting wish me you come. The best of luck, man. Bring back the win so we get you back again and you can uh you know wear your shiny medal. What they giving? Medals or belts? Um, I don't I don't know. They should be giving belts. Our first time, so we'll we'll find that. All right. <laughs> Bring it home. Yep. Uh well don't forget to join June in that don't Damn, forget to nice. join us. <laughs> join us tomorrow morning, six AM Pacific, nine AM. That's what it is. Eastern. We've been up so early. Uh, yeah, Ringwalk Danny, Nes GTO, the Boxing Voice catches tomorrow. Peace. Peace.